What's up, everyone? It's All You Can Geek Gamescast episode 353. I'm Mike, and today we have Tony. Yo! And Corey. Yo! Jim is missing. In action. <laughs> no, he's, he's just missing. missing. He's on the. We got his name and face on a milk carton, so if you see him, please call the number. Yeah, well. <laughs> but we may be hearing from him later on a different cast, so if you're interested in Spider Man, we'll have a spoiler cast somewhere around the release of this episode, so look for that and see if Jim is found then. <laughs> anyway, we have a little bit of news today on the Games Cast. Um, we'll start with Telltale annoying people will they or won't they announce the wolf among us 2 what what was the actual news with this one i don't remember i just know that there was some vague quote and you guys couldn't really decide what it meant uh their official twitter said announcements coming soon at san diego comic-con which is going on this week slash weekend and by the time you're listening to it probably already started uh, but then one of the prominent voice actors who has done, um, you know, uh, a, a major character from Wolf Among Us retweeted it. But he's done minor roles for other other games. So people just kind of thought like, oh, maybe this is, you know, Wolf Among Us 2 because we've been waiting that for years at this point. Interesting. So no real information, but Jim was pretty pessimistic about this on Slack. <laughs> I do recall that much. Yeah. Telltale just has so many things going on right now. And I just don't know, like, and people are getting kind of sick of their formula, I think, as well. It's not the same as it was with the original Walking Dead games. Yeah. Um, it just... I don't know, they feel very samey after a while. But I guess we'll see. Alright, moving on, I guess. <laughs> Titanfall 2 is going to get four-player co-op? Yep. Hmm. I, that sounds awesome. I mean, Titanfall 2 is, <laughs> is ridiculously good. And if you guys haven't played it, you deserve to play that game uh, for yourself. Because watching it doesn't even like do it for you. you got to play it. The mechanics, they just nailed everything from the first game made it better and they put a campaign in that makes sense and fits in the world and that actually is worth playing and worth spending money on like it, it blew me away and uh we we talked about it in uh, some of our favorite games of last year but uh getting four player co-op sounds awesome That's yeah a pretty big feature to add this late in the game yep i mean it's just that's gonna get me to get this game again because I, you know, I beat it quickly and I traded it in. Yeah. Cause, you know, I did trade it free. in as well, and Best Buy had it on the deal. I just like twenty, it, bucks. but I have it still. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I almost bought it then for like sixteen ninety nine or whatever it is. Yeah. The uh, game was coming off, and I didn't do it, but you still get it for like twenty dollars anyway right now. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like, I'm super so will, excited for that. Will they have like a dedicated like four player campaign? For this as well, or what? It's not a campaign. It's just a, a mode. A mode. It's gonna be like, yeah, I would assume it's gonna be like a horde. Probably. Mode. But I, it's still like the mechanics of the game are so much fun, and the competitive stuff is fun, but it gets old after a while. Uh, so, like, to do it with your friends in a in a co-op setting, like in a horde mode, like I always found that to be much more enjoyable, like in Gears of War and stuff like that. Anyway, so. Mm-hmm. That's just an inquiry taste. I sort of think the opposite, but <laughs> that's just me. I don't know. You may be missing for a long time. <laughs> anyway, um, I might skip this, talk about that later. So, Jetta from Darkstalkers is going to be in MVC Infinite. Did we know this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Because like, the whole entire roster was leaked, right? Right, so we sort of, like, knew, quote, you know, air quotes here, mm-hmm. knew that that was on the leak list, but um, they officially announced it um, during the Marvelous Capcom, Ultimate Marvelous Capcom 3 okay. uh, stream on, or tournament finals on uh, uh, EVO this weekend. 
So I was going to say, like, nothing from Marvel vs. Capcom is going to get me excited because there's nothing to announce that's going to be different than what we already (laughs) know. And the story mode demo was god-awful. And the game looks like shit. Like, the play, like, the gameplay is fine. It's not terrible. It's fine. But it looks like shit. And I just don't want to play that because I don't want to look at it. (laughs) Yes, visuals are a big part of a game experience. Um, But it's not just that for me. It's just the whole principle of all the characters I actually want to play as are going to be in DLC. Who knows when and for who knows how much, so... Eh, to this game. And I don't know who this character is anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not one of the Darkstalkers that I think of first, but it's mm. cool to see Darkstalkers, I guess. Alright. Okay. Anything else on MVC Infinite, guys, you want to <laughs> chime in on? I, I think that I think there's, there's just not that much to say anymore about it. Like, yep. is that, When is that supposed to come out again? September? September. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> it's getting soon now, and they're not going to overhaul it. I think within a month and a half, so it's not going to look much different. I don't think than what we've seen, which is a shame. <laughs> anyway, so this next piece of news, I have no idea what any of it means, but I'll read it. <laughs> Arc System Works announced Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Arc System Works, I have to say, is probably not a new favorite fighting game developer. Yeah. <laughs> just They're firing off. They're killing it. And uh, Blaze Blue, or is it Blaze Blue? Like, I, never I, don't know. I would Blaze. think they would say Blaze, but who knows. I, I, that's what I thought, and then I heard... They, anyway, they <laughs> the way that they developed like that game, I think last year, or maybe probably early last year or something... They had they. It was like a two D game, but it was with three D characters. But it looked like two D animation. But they because it was in three D, they could do like some crazy camera moves that you couldn't do with a two D game. And it just mm-hmm. looked amazing. Now I didn't ever get to play it really, just because I haven't really gotten into a big fighting game that much. But they've got Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Fighters Z Fighters whatever uh, coming out. Which is using that technology, and now they got this thing, which I'm sure Tony, you'd probably know a little bit more about. Well, um, so this, I think, actually, I don't know if it uses that same uh, style uh, that we're talking with Dragon Ball, because uh, it looks like they ripped the sprite exactly from um, you, who is the uh, you, why you is the main character from Persona Four Arena. Um, so uh, those, it looks a little better. Does it? Yeah, I I remember playing that because I have it on PS3. Yeah, so do I. It looks a little better. See, I thought it was just a sprite rip, kind of like how Capcom did with MVC One Two. Maybe it just looks better because it's in like this game engine. Yeah, it's (laughs) but it's probably higher resolution or assets. Yeah, fair enough. um, Because I think it's going to be a not cheap and dirty, but like quick and dirty, where it's just like, yeah, we got all these other fighting game characters because we mm-hmm. use the same base engine and we're just going to create a crossover game because fuck it why not everybody else is trying to eat uh, Capcom's lunch with Marvel vs. Capcom so why shouldn't we twice seriously so, yeah uh, what, 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 like the big yeah big character reveals though what do you got there for uh, for who's in so this I, game yeah so I mean you got the, the blaze blue characters you have uh, Persona 4 Arena um, Undernight Inbirth, which is something I don't even know about. Um, but then they have characters from the uh, RWBY universe, which is like one of the hottest new things in anime in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So people are getting pretty tragic. hyped over that. That, that, that gentleman uh, who created that actually passed yeah. away very tragically. But uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. So they uh, they have an all of them in it, or just is it? Oh, Those four franchises. Really? I mean, like all um, characters in the. I'm assuming we will. They we they only shut off. I think red. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. fighting off against you know whoever, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, at the very least, it's going to be very flashy because that's pretty much their style and stuff like that. So uh, that might be interesting. It's 
it's going to be a, a cramped year next year for fighters. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. They also, uh, the guy that created or did the Street Fighter EX series has got a game coming out with Skullamania in it. So, yeah, people love that character. I don't get it. Uh, I just think it's because it was so not Street Fighter. Yeah. But uh, there's no name on that. And it came out on April Fool's this year. Like, they released a trailer for it. So people weren't mm-hmm. sure if it was real or not, but it's definitely real. Uh, and it's it's something. So I, I don't know. It, it looks interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot going on there, and I don't understand or know about much, most of it. <laughs> but that's cool. Something I am familiar with with something I'm less familiar with is Toy Story is now going to be a world in Kingdom Hearts 3. And that game is finally coming out? Uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? No, no, no. I, what, I will... what will be out first, Toy Story 4 or this movie? I mean, or this game? <laughs> uh, Toy Story 4 is happening, so we know that's going to happen. This we know is in development, but it's been in development for ever. Yes, I still think it'll probably beat Toy Story Four, but um, I, I don't think it makes because they announced it's coming out in 2018. I I'm really suspect of that. We'll see. Um, it was at D23. This is, that's that was interesting, but yeah, it's hard yeah, to but believe the, that it's happening. That's the thing. Yeah, but then. Some, I think one of the guys, it might have been Nomura, said in an interview, like, yeah, we're we're still farther ahead with, um, I think, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, jeez. And as we covered not too long ago, they, they just brought that back in-house and took it from, uh, what, C, whatever that studio is. Um, so I, I don't know how that well that bodes for that project, but if they're farther ahead on the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, doesn't instill confidence if he's being truthful. But, I mean, what they showed was pretty cool. looked awesome. Uh, the internet got pretty hyped what? for it. Why did they turn into, like, toys like that? Because it's Toy Story. But the Toy Story characters weren't all blocky. Um, maybe... Uh, I don't know, man. That was weird. I just I thought mean, it was kind of weird. Come on, what, why is Sephiroth <laughs> in a Disney game? Like, I mean, that doesn't make sense to begin with. No, I, I know. It just seemed weird that they turned into, like, nutcrackery type of characters while all the other characters were very like round shapes and not hard edges <laughs> i just mm-hmm. thought it was kind of weird just like contrast but it was cool to see those characters and it's weird to hear them in japanese because all this whole trailer <laughs> was in japanese and it's like wait what are you speaking japanese that's not tim allen well, they do get some pretty good like matching tones though like the the voice actors that do these characters sound very similar to like the characters that they're portraying, like the actors, like um, oh, fuck, what's his name, Ares or whatever, uh, what James Woods character from Hercules. He sounds mm-hmm. like James Woods. He's just speaking Japanese. <laughs> James Woods speaking Japanese. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was pretty cool. There's a lot of fan art, and uh, one of them was, you know what's his name, Sora, going off and explaining what he's there to do, and, it, and then it just shows Woody going, you are a toy! <laughs> it's just like... Because <laughs> apparently, apparently, um, per the canon of the game and the Toy Story movie, this takes place uh, between Toy Story 1 and 2? Or between 2 and 3? Something like that. It's like 1.5 or 2.5 or get like that. I would like between 1 and 2. I feel like 2 sort of ruined it. <laughs> The story a little bit. I like that universe to be post one, but at pre two a little bit. Uh, no, confirmed. Takes place after Toy Story two. It's but... not a parallel world from the movie. <laughs> the incident that happens in the incident that happens in Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts three is canon story in the Toy Story movie universe. Wow. Um. Yeah. That's that's a lot to consider. Yeah. So in Toy Story three, all these toys had some crazy fantastical <laughs> adventure that they've experienced at this point. <laughs> okay. But um, what he was saying was that um, Nomura did an interview and he's saying that because part of the aspect of the Toy Story is Sora was 
uh, into this giant mech, you know, giant for the toys, that is. And he goes, yeah, that was something we planned from the beginning uh, that I told the staff. And uh, other floors in the Toy Story uh, universe will have different gimmicks. But uh, that's kind of where I was alluding to in the um, movie cast where somebody posted the... There were just memes coming out all weekend after this announcement. And it just shows Sora in the mech and uh, a picture of Goofy just like kind of like looks like he's like dead or, you know, uh, injured or whatever. And it goes, you know, there's a captain that says... Pilot the mech again, uh, Sora, or otherwise Goofy will have to do it for you. <laughs> just going back to that Evangelion, uh, you know, mind fuckery. So um, that's pretty cool. Uh, another world that we already knew about, but they explicitly stated this time was Big Hero Six. So that's pretty cool. I think they're still doing that animated series for television. Yeah, that's, that. uh, so I think they actually announced the premiere date recently too. So that's coming pretty soon. Yeah, and. What else? The number of Disney worlds is smaller than Kingdom Hearts 2, which I think disappointed a lot of people. But they said that the density of each of the worlds is bigger, so that it feels more, you know, you like have immersion and stuff to do. Right. Places to go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it seems pretty cool. And I got to say, out of all the stuff that they could have announced for Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, this is one of the few things that actually makes me go, shit, I might want to play this game. (laughs) <laughs> the other thing they could have done is uh, actually tied it in with either Star Wars or um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Right. What, um, have you played the other games, rather? I rented the first game on PlayStation 2 years and years and years and years ago. I played through it. It was a little rough around the edges. The gummy bear ship sequence were god-awful. But I made it to uh, the Colosseum fight where you had to fight the Cerberus from the Hercules universe. And I remember fighting this boss for a while, because I, I don't know if I just didn't get the battle system, or maybe I wasn't supposed to go there uh, so soon, but I was fighting this boss for what seemed like forever, and the camera glitched and got stuck behind a pillar, and I couldn't move it no matter what I did, uh, so I couldn't you know, properly evade or dodge or you know, position myself, and so I died. And I said, fuck this game, I'm never playing this again, returned it, and haven't looked back since. So <laughs> Now you're looking back. Uh, no, nah, I think if anything, I'll just watch a Let's Play and just be like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just play the new one. <laughs> I mean, the, it's amazing how convoluted the story is for Kingdom Hearts because it's fucking half Disney. I don't understand how they came up with a story that is so effing confusing. I mean, just the numbering of the games doesn't make sense either. Like Kingdom Hearts One, oh, Kingdom God, Hearts those Two, numberings are Dream Drop awful. Distance, uh, whatever was 1. on the 5, DS, One Point Five, One Point Eight, yeah, whatever. Final Mix, all this bullshit chain of memory. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Count, count with real whole numbers. Fucking integers, motherfuckers. Um, it upsets me, and it just doesn't make sense. I I, I don't understand how anybody follows this. But, yeah, that's my little rant on King of Hearts. But it looks good, so, you know, maybe it'll be a good game. I mean, I love Disney, so I'm actually, so I've, I've never played these games. I have always wanted to check them out. I just never got around to it. But I have wanted to play them, because I like Disney so much. But, yeah, we'll see. If this does come out, if they actually give it a date, and we see it, like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, the other thing that I wanted to go back and see about the other ones. The other thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was it rubbed me, I don't know why, it just didn't sit well with me back in the day when Kingdom Hearts 1 came out, that all these characters were being voiced by the stupidest celebrities they could pull, like, who the fuck was Sephiroth? Was it Lance Bass? I need to look at That sounds about right. Please stand by. <laughs> yep, For Lance research. Bass. Yep. Lance Fucking bass is Sephiroth. I mean, come on, really? Well, it sounds really? about right to me. <laughs> Why does it sound right to you? I don't know. Look at him. Have you played Final Fantasy VII, Mike? I know what the guy looks like. No, no, no. Have you played it? No, I don't play these games, but I know what they look like. I think Lance Bass should probably voice every character in that game. So you don't have to say to Lance Bass and him, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, bye, bye, bye. Oh, God, it's so stupid. I think, um, what, Mandy Moore did Eris or Iris, however you want to pronounce her name. Just, I was like, really? You're just getting all these, like, poppy 
character. Like, yeah, celebrities. I, I really like listening to audiobooks, and some of the people that do these narrations are ridiculously talented, and they just jump from voice to voice and, like, mm. are so... It's, like, pleasing to hear because you don't know this person. They, there's not a face that you can put to them, so they, they are these characters, you know? So... When you do get these celebrities, and we talked about it in the movie cast with Scarlett Johansson and, and Ghost in the Shell, sometimes because they are so popular, they kind of pull you out of what you're doing because you can't immerse yourself into what the world is because mm-hmm. you're just thinking, this is Mandy Moore or this is Lance Bass yeah. or something. So like, I can understand that aspect, and I'm not a big fan of like getting a, a celebrity name just because that might sell more copies. I'd rather yeah. get somebody more talented. Like, yeah. you know, Kevin right. Conroy, you don't get him because of his looks. You get him because he sounds like Batman. <laughs> exactly. Now, I mean, the thing is, I don't think they've used them since the first game or maybe the second game. I think it's all new, like, actual legitimate voice actors. And I think part of the reason was because, you know, again, half of it was Disney, and I think all those voice actors were on the Disney payroll, so they probably got them at a cheaper or, you know, ah, that's whatever. Good point. So... Yeah, but whatever. That's my ring on Kano Hearts. <laughs> okay, and then the big news. Well, maybe not that big, but it's interesting, and we're not sure what it means. Casey Hudson, the disgraced writer of the ending for Mass Effect 3, which is what most people remember him for. Of the ending, but he well, was the he's game the director one who, of Mass who got Effect. the majority of the flack for it, and pretty much quit the industry shortly thereafter. He quit the He's industry. Re- he went to Microsoft. Did he? Mm-hmm. Well, in any event, the same Chronicle thing. Chronicle Sun returns. <laughs> any way, he's coming back to Bioware as the... Basically, he's going to head up the entire company now, which is kind of a promotion, I believe, <laughs> compared to what he was. Well, since he kind of went into obscurity at Microsoft, sure. Yeah, so... What does this mean? I don't know. But uh, Bioware yeah, touched on it though, Tony in the Slack chat. Like mm-hmm. he's he's coming in here to make sure that uh, Anthem, Anthem is going too. to be yeah, it's going to be the big hit that they all are expecting it to be. And I don't necessarily know if coming in at this point does that. No, I, I think. Well, I think if it? he's going to make any drastic changes, it's it's kind of late for that. Well, that seems to be their MO lately anyway. <laughs> no, that's, Do things that's a little fair. too late. Uh, which is also why I think maybe he is supposed to resurrect Mass Effect. I, I mean, it, just, it, just a, just a correct, he's coming baby. back as a general manager. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know Jim's really excited about this news. Uh, but, like... I- I don't know if it means as much as he's kind of implying that it means Jim, that is. Like, to me, when I think of him, I think of Mass Effect. So, the good and the bad with that. So, that's why I think, do you bring him back to try again with Mass Effect? Or is he really there just to do Why that? are we entertaining this thought? Why wouldn't we? It's the Mass, Mass Effect, Effect is guy. Fucking and you dead. just said it's too late for him it's to do anything with Anson. So, what is he there for? It's fucking dead. You're, there's no reason for them to bring him back for this game that they've worked on. You think he doesn't have of it any done. talents that are applicable at all outside of the Mass Effect universe? No. Because what okay. did he do at Microsoft? <laughs> oh, man. What did he do at Microsoft? He's primarily a writer. Is he, though? I thought he was more game director. No. Isn't, is it really so different? <laughs> oh, my uh... God. Yeah. He's not coding. Is he coding? No, but like when you, that. But that's the thing. Is he? I think it's like getting you know Martin Scorsese to make a movie. You don't necessarily meet, need him to write the movie. You just want him to make the movie so that way his vision is displayed on the screen of what that script is. And wow. the same thing here is like this guy has vision as far as what a game should be and how it should be, you know, feel when you play it. Unfortunately, like you said, he got a lot of the blame when Mass Effect 3 happened because it was his direction that ended up being the biggest problem because we all funneled ourselves into a single point of 
They're exactly. No you blame the head because that they're responsible. And this this is coming at a cost because the fucking old uh, general manager, Aaron Flynn, is leaving. And why is he leaving? Oh, because Mass Effect and Drama, the project that he was heading, just bombed. I mean, it, it just makes sense. It literally writes itself. So... Thing is, like, I don't necessarily think he's coming back for anything Mass Effect either, uh, and I do think he is there to make sure the same mistakes aren't made. But I just don't understand what there's to, there is to be excited about. Like, I don't see that because we already know he di- he directed a game that basically caused a shitstorm and was terrible for a lot of people, not everyone, but most people, and. <laughs> so why would you bring that back? <laughs> like, what? Why would you want that back? And that because I, I honestly see the only reason why you would want that guy back is if you want something from the original Mass Effect trilogy back. You know he's been with Bioware since two thousand, right? So, so he worked on like tons of games before Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, he worked on what MDK two. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That too. And then... Baldur's Gate 2, Neverwinter Nights, Jade Empire. These are all big games. Very critically acclaimed games, Mike. And then, yeah, half of his freaking games are Mass Effect. You have four and three. Three are Mass Effect. Uh, okay. You have five and three. <laughs> Whatever, man. It's the same thing. Half. Roughly half. Sorry. One less than half of his... Less than half. So Mass use Effect. the correct term. Less than half. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry I'm correcting you. You're being pedantic about this. Most of his, what he is known for is Mass Effect. That's what he's done lately. And he's had a lesser role on those earlier things, but fine. Pretend like that matters. Not at all. Okay. (laughs) He's the Mass Effect guy. That's what he's known for. Now. So. It is an industry of what have you done for me lately. And, uh, so... I can see where you're coming from, from Mike, but you can't ignore what he's, what, what else he's been doing. The other things he's been doing, he was in a lesser role. He's the also project been... director of Knights of the Old Republic, so that was his first big thing. Then Jade Empire, and then all the Mass oh, yeah. Effects. But you don't see me going, oh, wow, man, he must be making a new KOTOR, because he's coming back. Nobody's oh. drawing that conclusion. So... Just because one just failed, that guy who failed it left it. Yeah. That is what this yep. studio is known for. This guy comes back, and you can't you can't see how that can be a logical conclusion. Nope, not under EA. It's dead. It's fucking dead. Well, I, I, think I can see both sides and, of it. So. And then we're going to put all of their eggs in this new IP anthem basket, yep. which is setting itself up to fail so much by trying to go after exactly what destiny is i just i don't see the logic to behind any of it why yeah, destiny makes activision blizzard money but the the logic yeah, though, and they have, have that, to be there that Mike. You, you're you're looking at it from a standpoint that of like clarity here where these these companies are looking at other companies making tons and tons of money i know but i also thing. know that companies tend to not want to go bet on a new IP as much as something that's established. Even if it's stumbled lately, you'll get a sequel before you'll get a totally new IP from someone like that. And then they bring the... I, I don't know. Like Him coming back, I think, makes me... In, increases the percentages of more Mass Effect going forward. That's all I was saying. I'm not saying it's for yeah, sure, like, yeah. but I think him specifically coming back to this company increases the chances. Well... Everybody, I mean, I could see that, I guess, but I don't know. Like, it's hard to think that Mass Effect's coming back anytime soon. Not when EA has other stuff that they they're working on that we haven't even seen yet. So there's a lot of stuff that's in the works already. And the other Bioware team was dissolved. So if it does, it ain't happening for quite a number of years. Quite a number of years. Unless it's something small scale, like a mobile game or something. That could be... Oh, yeah, that could happen. (laughs) Mass Effect Waypoint or some bullshit. Maybe all of Bioware will go mobile before then. (laughs) I mean, Anthem... Anthem's going to either 
be the big success that they are hoping for. Or, or a company ender. <laughs> or, or, exactly, the, that's my point. I mean, or that's the thing. Or will not like, exist after Anthem fails. Is that really what they want to do? Or they're not going to, you know, have EA a backup plan? They're Yay. getting big. They're, it's, this is a big bet for them. And studios do this a lot. And they a lot of them close. I mean, Kurt Schilling had the studio that he built. And well, that was like the game and his first and... thing. The game didn't even fail. He just didn't know how to do the finances around it. And he like owed Rhode Island a bunch of money or something that he had to pay uh, yeah, after I mean, it fell. Uh, tons and tons of companies close because their games fail. Yeah, I understand I think that. EA is making a big bet here that they're going to be able to get a reoccurring revenue from it, the Destiny style game Anthem. And that uh, this game is going to have a quote-unquote 10-year lifespan. Uh, <laughs> so you know that you can feel confident when you buy it that there's going to be content for a while. Until and they that, make a sequel three yeah, years They're going to keep throwing <laughs> shit at you to, to, to buy during that time. Emotes and shaders and costume packs and skins. I mean, everybody wants... A piece of that pie, you know. Yeah, it's moving more towards the game as a service industry. That's and why they have to to support it too. Like, right, exactly. You're EA. You you have the money, whatever you want to cost, mil, however mil, many millions or hundreds of millions of dollars uh, a project is going to cost. You can either fund something like Anthem, which will have a ten year life cycle. You can monetize the shit out of it with expansions and like you were just going over skin packs. Uh, whatever the fuck you want and make right loot, loot crates and shit like that and make money or you could find another potentially disastrous project like Mass Effect Andromeda which is just a garbage fire <laughs> they're still it's supporting the multiplayer because they're making money there though that's, but that exactly, is that service right that's... exactly but they have that option with that franchise as well it's not like it's mutually exclusive and if they sure made they a, have that option, a good but... multiplayer with it as well what what could they do <laughs> As opposed well, to a pretty cut and paste one that themselves obviously now. Not not with the multiplayer. <laughs> they're well, still supporting right. that with a skeleton crew and even adding right, because stuff because it's 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 low risk there. They've already done it. it. It's bare minimum to upkeep that kind of stuff because they don't have anything else as well. Like until Anthem hits, they have nothing. So it's sort of like well, we need to get a reoccurring revenue stream. So we're going to keep this thing going until we can get that other thing up and out for people. And that's, I mean, that's really what I see in Andromeda being right now. Because you're not getting single player campaign stuff. You're just getting multiplayer stuff. And then, and that's kind of a shame for Mass Effect fans. No, I don't know. I'll say it here. I think anyone who likes the Mass Effect franchise should not buy Anthem. Because screw that. Yeah, because if you don't buy Anthem, Bioware is definitely getting fucked. Not buying Anthem will not help you get a Mass Effect any sooner. Yeah, well, whatever. I think we just talked about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, whatever, man. That's what they deserve. I mean, they deserve no, to I, get fucked. We just talked about this, Abandoning though, like, fucking a Mass Effect halfway through people, doing a half ass doesn't job. Sell, if they don't Bioware get it, is done. fuck them. Good, fuck them. They chose wrong. <laughs> they chose wrong by being bought by EA. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Those guys, like, the, the heads of Bioware are just sitting pretty. They're fine. They're like, we're done. We've washed our hands of all this shit. I gotta say, like, objectively anyway, the, I, what I've seen from Anthem is not that interesting, but I don't particularly well, like the whole... bullshit right now. We don't know anything <laughs> yeah. about it. And I don't... I'm not in love with the games as service, like, as the core mechanic style of game anyway. The thing is, like, games have not changed in price like initial price point for like 20 years. I know I know I wrote an so article about this. have to have another way to make money because they're just getting more expensive and we keep saying this over and over again like games are getting more expensive and they're not costing any more so you have to have ways to re reoccur or recoup that money and uh, the easiest way to do it is like tap into people's innate gambling like uh, something shiny and new, and like I want this one, and 
keep buying and buying. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for Destiny too, and that's coming. And that's gonna be the same thing. So, yeah. beta if starts anything, this I, week. Yeah. If anything, I actually don't think he, it's too much related directly for Anthem with Casey Hunton. I think he got brought back to make sure that the next Dragon Age doesn't kill that franchise as well. Because we know that's being worked on. Well, was the last one Inquisition? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was alright, I guess. Although I think you hated it. Yeah, terrible. It's, it's not. It was the closest thing that you were going to get to my It wasn't, it wasn't terrible, out. but it wasn't yeah, worth my time. I literally just played that game because I was missing Mass Effect at that point. And I got sort of that feel from the characters, right. but well, that was it. Was a it. medieval fantasy Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, and I don't like I don't like that setting too much. But I dealt with it for the uh, just having that style of game, which right. um, they only did about you know forty percent right for Andromeda, and they did it maybe sixty percent right for <laughs> Inquisition. Uh, well, whatever. Hopefully, he can do something that doesn't destroy them, but. I don't really have any faith in Anthem going forward. Um, Alright, so I think that's it for the news. Did we find anything else? Uh, not noteworthy. <laughs> Alright, I guess we'll get into what we've been up to. Uh, anything, Corey? Uh, well, I, have, I did play um, a teeny bit of Ratchet and Clank on PS4 because I was wow. um, setting up for Game of Thrones, you know, and I needed to test out my sound system and like, let me just throw this in here, and uh, it's pretty fun. Like the platforming is really cool in that game. I kind of miss just having a platformer like that. I didn't realize I did. I guess because I haven't played yeah. that many recently. I can't even think of the last one I played. So of <laughs> that style. So it was fun. It was cool. Uh, so I'll probably, you know go through that i think it's a pretty short game mm. and it was like really cheap during that digital sale that they had that yeah. midsummer sale or whatever so it was like <laughs> seven dollars uh but i know tony you're gonna want to talk about this as well it was the uh splatoon Splatfest, right hell yeah yep <laughs> so played that and it's definitely a, a vertical slice of the game as they say <laughs> so yep. like you're getting the core mechanics you're getting to get a feel for what you can expect in the full full game, and I like what I what I got to play. Uh, unfortunately, Tony and I weren't able to play together. We even tried to get one of our listeners, Aaron, on there, but you had to have a squad of four, and so unfortunately, we only had the three of us, uh, so we weren't able to actually play as a group. And that's only for I think that's only for the Splatfest. The demo yeah, it's only have. for the Splatfest, and it's weird because. For the Splatfest, I think they said they'll let you do two, but not three. But we were trying to. Right, right, I mean, in, in the, on the release of the game. I could be wrong. Oh, oh, um, I gotcha. For non-ranked okay. mode, you can do any number, um, but I think going forward for the... Maybe I'm thinking ranked. Uh, you, can do, you can do just two people. I think it's because three people, it kind of puts one person in a very awkward spot, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Okay. So... Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, mean I really enjoyed uh, the game because the matches are quick, and as long as you can get through the ma- get to another match quickly, you're going right into another match, and so I, I like that fast pace to it, and uh, it's just kind of refreshing to not like just be killing other people all the time. You can the focus is on this mode anyway is to paint your the area with your color, and so you got different weapons which are basically paint guns. And uh, so I tried all four of them. Like you had the roller, you had the dualies, which are like basically two handheld SMGs, <laughs> and then yep. you had your basic auto rifle style gun, and then the sniper style. And I have to say, the sniper is hard. That that was Ugh. difficult. Yeah, because you hard. can't really sp- spread out the paint very well if you're not shooting other people. So like mm-hmm. it was more focused. To me, it felt more focused on like you want to try to eliminate the other characters than actually paint your yeah your, uh, area. So yeah, uh, the roller was I couldn't get a handle on that either <laughs> at first because 
I, I need I just need more time with it, but um, it I just felt more comfortable with the dualies. I think those were definitely my favorite. And I didn't even use the dodge mechanic at all. Oh <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> nope. I was just I was just like going into my squid form the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely an option just because um squid form is, is so good. Um but you know it's it's a balance mechanic because you can only do it if there's paint of your right. team's color there. Um and that's that's really what I enjoy about Splatoon because okay, you could take okay, um your average third person shooter type game and then you just completely warp your expectations like all right so you got this moving ability what is it like a dash or a run no you turn into a fucking squid and you send through ink it's like what what are you talking about and it doesn't make sense it's such a weird concept but um it just opens up to like such ridiculous types of gameplay because you can like paint up the vertical side of a wall which doesn't count for the actual scoring mechanics but you can use that then to climb that wall and then get to higher elevation areas um so it leads to some really interesting stuff. People in the gaff were just posting uh, some of their favorite uh, gifts of the weekend, and there was this one person who was being chased, and literally he turned the corner, and because paint was on the side of the wall, he just turned into a squid and hopped on the, the wall. And the guy that was chasing him didn't know what the fuck happened because he thought he was just, like, moving forward. Then the guy transforms back behind the guy and just kills his, uh, you know, the guy that's chasing him. He's just, like, just mind-blowing because most people aren't going to think like that because you know we're just so accustomed to oh crouch run you know you know uh yeah normal pro prone prone position right stuff like that or some shit exactly so it's just not disappearing yeah yeah so uh yeah no it was really fun i liked um they had what four four maps in rotation i think i only played two i only saw two yeah what were the first two it was um God, I can't remember now. Their names like, are so weird. Yeah, I don't remember the names, but one was like a skate park looking kind of Yeah, kind of the thing. skate park was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and then you got to see a little bit about the world. You can go through the, like, I guess, the hub world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inkopolis. Yeah, and visit the different shops. And I'm actually really excited for that aspect of the game the unlocking of things because as you know i'm a big borderlands fan and that's basically a <laughs> shooting type of game so i'm excited yeah, to dude. see see that and how that plays out because it, it does appear like all those different things are going to affect your character like your hat your shirt your, your shoes mm-hmm. whatever have yep, different, your um, yeah different stats and stuff so getting those unlocked and uh opening that stuff up seems like a, a nice progression system to have in the game yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, the thing is, um, you can really tweak and customize the characters depending on your equipment, which they, you know, prevented you in the uh, demo Splatfest just because I think they didn't want newcomers to be overwhelmed. too overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. Or have, like, you know, people who are experienced just absolutely destroying uh, people because they had, like, the better equipment or whatever. Um, but, you know, you can customize it to stuff where it's, like, you know, like um, your ink refills faster if you're more interested in just, you know, shooting and painting and progressing that way but you know there's other ones that are more combat focused uh you know this that and the other thing so it really changes it up and yeah it seemed like you can definitely get your character set up to um support or to like what's the word i'm thinking of you know get a team composition together Mm -hmm. and really enhance each other's uh you know abilities like you said like you could have somebody who's more focused on you know eliminating the other team and then someone else who's more focused on getting the, the paint on the ground. So right. uh, those things can support each other, like, depending on how you spec your character, which, like, I enjoy that kind of stuff because I'm much more of a support character, and I want to be able to do that and, like, gear my guy towards that mm-hmm. aspect, which is what you, you can do here, which is pretty cool. And like you said before, like, the, the game is so weird. I mean, the concept <laughs> is just way out there. But everything makes sense when you're looking at it in the game, yep. and it all works so well with what you're doing and what uh, the game is, and like the whole sea like creature theme mm-hmm. like works, which is like it doesn't sound like it would, but it actually works really well. Yeah, they just—I I think they really did a good job with all the NPCs and the characters. Like mm-hmm. the one dude in the food truck, and he's like a fried shrimp kind of thing. Yeah, he's, he's like, like right. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, you're you're cool, and uh, 
just like I think there's a clamshell guy, Shelly, whatever his name is. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really cool, and um, they're all very well done and detailed. Um, I know a lot of people when it first was unveiled, people thought it was going to be like Splatoon one or like one point five or whatever, just a port. But uh, people have done some comparisons from the first two games, and just like the resolution helps a lot, but even the character models are a lot more detailed and, and whatnot. So yeah, you know, it just adds to the, the quality of that game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, so for people who didn't know, it was a Splatfest that happens between two teams where like it's like one thing versus another thing. Uh, so I think it started off in Splatoon one with like cats versus dogs and. It's what you know through all this stuff like ketchup versus mustard and you know all this other crazy shenanigans. But um, the Splatfest like, for this Japan was like rock yeah. versus pop, rock versus pop, and I think rock one. Mm-hmm. So not it's not surprising. But um, for America and Europe, it was Team Cake versus Team Ice Cream. And uh, yeah, team, wait, Fucking... was it Team Cake? There was a Team Cake. Cause... Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because literally not too long after you're like, yeah, I gotta go. I fought a team cake. I actually wound up fighting, I think, three or four team cakes. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was pretty cool, even though there's a lot of team ice cream versus team ice cream. Uh, and it was you know. closer than I thought it would be. Uh, oh, yeah. No, as... dude. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So how, how'd that wrap up? Like, Because, I mean, some of them were not close, like, but uh, the votes no, no. were not close. But Yeah. Like, like the popularity was three to one um, in favor of team ice cream. Uh, but then you go to, you go to team based battle, and I think it was like fifty three to forty seven percent or something like that. But then you go to um, individual queue, like solo queue, and it was fifty two to forty nine or something like that, fifty one to forty fifty one to forty nine. And you're just like, wait a second, what the hell? Like a one percent difference actually decided the winner in that uh, Splatfest, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that. It's coming out this week, actually. If you guys listen to this um, before Friday, it's coming out Friday. So yep, this Friday um, should be pretty popular in Japan. It's it's fucking insane. Um, I posted pictures in Slack, and I think Kotaku even wrote an article on it. But uh, this weekend there was a decently large refresh of switches across the nation, and people were lining up in the cities for blocks it looked like just for a lottery mm-hmm. because the way japan does it is you get in line doesn't mean you're guaranteed one because uh, they want to i don't know guess do it more fairly they let you get a lottery ticket basically and then they say all right come back at this time and then we'll announce the winners of the lottery and if you have that number you're allowed to purchase a switch and i think there was over a thousand people for 200 switches available it was absolutely insane um and splatoon is probably the most popular game to come out of Japan in Japan uh, in the past five years, I'd say. So it's it's insane. They're even doing, like, um, merchandise with it. Not just, like, accessories that you would expect for Switch and all that shit, but um, I think they're doing a clothing line based on the clothing in the game. So, yeah, that's just insane. We shall see. I'm really disappointed that Jim, uh, you know, didn't yeah, sign off. We, we talked about it. Like, I mean, we talked to him <laughs> about it. Like, oh, it's coming on. Get ready or whatever. And yeah, even on the podcast last week, download the freaking thing, man. Download. You can download it now, so you're ready on Saturday. Doesn't do it. Well, I haven't turned on my switch. It's like, oh, all right. Well, you know, could lead a horse to water. Can't make him drink. I even like I downloaded, got everything ready, but my switch had died. <laughs> so I. I <laughs> So I had to yeah. plug it into the dock, and I actually used the, the switch on the TV for the first time. And yeah. uh, I did find out that my controller is affected by that Bluetooth thing. That sucks. Well. Um, other than that, though, I have not played much, but I am super hyped for Destiny Beta. That is going to be... Is that today or tomorrow? Or? Today for PlayStation, tomorrow for Xbox. Oh, are you staying up to play it? Uh, well, I have both systems, so you know I already have it on my PlayStation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, right. as soon as we get this stuff done, I'm dumb on that, man. <laughs> Good luck. Alright, so I guess, Tony, did you play anything else? No, that was it. No? 
Um, for me, I've just been playing more Injustice. Uh, talk about games as a service. This is a fighting game that can do that with the multiverse and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, got into a little more competitive stuff lately. Uh, saw my win rate drop from 55, 54, back down to 52. Then I got it back up to 54. <laughs> so, you know, that's all right. And I also saw that, you know, what was going on with Evo with that. Because, you know, a common criticism of these NetherRealm games is that they're not that balanced. Or, you know, there's like two or three characters that can legitimately win these tournaments. But uh, so many people were excited that Flash, who is considered mid to low tier, uh, someone actually got to the finals this year with a Flash. Um, didn't win, but he got there, which is... More than most people expected, because he didn't really switch off or counterpick too much. So that was a pretty big deal. Um, hopefully they continue with that. There's still the finals, or most of the competitive players, you will see like some Batman, Superman, Aquaman, a little bit of Red Hood, Scarecrow, and I guess the Flash now. And Black Adam, of course, who is one of the <laughs> most overpowered characters, I think, still in the game. Um, but So it, it's pretty good. You get like almost eight-ish characters out of <laughs> the 20 or so that are available, but uh, hopefully that means, you know, the game can continue to have a competitive following. I'm not sure, though, but uh, we'll see. I was happy to see that, though, and uh, I don't think I've played anything else, though, so that's it for me as well. All Do right. we have anything else to add? I think that's it. Nope. All right. That's the game cast then. You can email us at all you can geek pod, podcast at all you can geek dot com. That's right, right? No, podcast at all you can geek dot net. Dot net, of course. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We're at all you can geek. Um, go to our Facebook page. We also have our website. Like us on iTunes. We're everywhere. We also might, may or may not be on YouTube this week, but we're normally there. <laughs> so you can check us out there too if you want to see our pretty faces. <laughs> and that's it. Anything else to add, guys, before we go? Zombear. <laughs> Zombear. Return of the Zombear. <laughs>